0: Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Bongino Brief. I'm Dan Bongino. Is the free world still free? Well, one of the ways we could gauge that, correct, is by saying, well, what do not free countries look like? Are those same measures, metrics, hallmarks, are those same things, those red flags happening here? Sadly, ladies and gentlemen, I believe they are. So what are the hallmarks of a not free third world re- a country with no respect for God given rights? Well, let's go through them and then let's produce the evidence that that stuff, that crap is happening right here, right now. First, chaos and crime, right? You look at the third world, places that aren't free, chaos and crime, no respect for law and order. The criminals are protected while the good people are subjected to the law. Chaos ensues when we shield the evil. From the good. Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. Remember this from July of 2020? Defunded their police. DC Council passed this budget, slashing fifteen million for police. But what happened? Well, body bags happened. People started dying. What do third world countries look like? They look like that. Two, corrupt law enforcement. Law enforcement isn't enforcing the law. They're enforcing the agenda of the party in power. Remember how the FBI and others in the intelligence community? Remember how they insinuated to make the story go away that the Hunter Biden story, which turned out to be true, was Russian misinformation? Now, listen to this clip of Zuckerberg hinting that the FBI popped into the Facebook office and was like, you get a trove of information, possibly about Hunter Biden before the election. Remember, that could be foreign misinformation. So we'll be watching. Check this out to this election. Uh, so you had both the public testimony from, from the FBI um, and in, in private meetings, um, alerts that, that were given to uh, at least our company, I assume the others as well, that suggested that we be on high alert and sensitivity, that if uh, a trove of documents appeared, uh, that, that we should view that with suspicion um, that it might be part of a foreign uh, manipulation attempt. Uh, So that's what we're seeing. And I'm happy to go into more detail as well if that's helpful. Okay, thank you very much. Holy Moses, how did we miss this? This guy just admitted everything. I don't know if he doesn't realize he slipped. This is in October. It's not recent, by the way. This is Zuckerberg now admitting that the same FBI that incentivized and pushed the media and social media To actually pump foreign disinformation about Donald Trump and the collusion hoax, the same FBI that was actively investigating a Hunter Biden case they knew was real, went to the FBI and said, don't you dare put that story out there or we'll accuse you of foreign disinformation that we, in fact, pumped through your outlets last time to hurt Donald Trump. It's the freaking third world, folks. We're living. This is like Cuba. Corrupt law enforcement, the hallmark of every single totalitarian, authoritarian, and failed empire, country, state, city, state, whatever it may be. There we go. Right there. Three, censorship of dissidents. You have dissident opinions. You have other political opinions that are unpopular with the ruling party. What happens? They get censored. Here is Biden's one of his press secretaries, one of his minions out there on the White House yesterday talking about how they plan to crush free speech using the label of misinformation. Listen to Kate Bedingfield herself. Don't take my word for it. Check it out. Well, we're reviewing that. And certainly they should be held accountable. And I think you've heard the president speak very aggressively about this. He understands this is an important piece of the ecosystem, but it's also the other thing the president has pointed out and spoke to when he was asked about this yesterday is it's, it is also the responsibility of the people creating the content. And again, I would go back to, you know, there are conservative news outlets who are creating irresponsible content that's sharing misinformation about the the virus, that's getting shared on these platforms she's you they're not hiding it think about it why do you think they're not doing it they're not hiding it because the media is covering for them nobody is calling them out not only is the media covering for their totalitarian anti-free speech speech suppression impulse they're contributing to it using your tax dollars you know this segues nicely what's the next hallmark of a failed third world republic of every totalitarian regime a corrupt media it's not just good to have suppression of dissent corrupt law enforcement criminality and chaos in the streets that's not enough you have to have a corrupt media that provides air support for the corrupt totalitarian regime so people don't realize their civil liberties are being flushed down a toilet not only we have a corrupt media you're paying for it you doubt me check out this npr piece This is publicly funded Here is the dreadful loser of all losers, the the go-to-the-week Miles Park, who attacks Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire in this piece. And he says, quote, outrage is a business model. How Ben Shapiro is using Facebook to build an empire. Listen to this. This is very important from this NPR piece. So he says, in the articles the Daily Wire publishes, they don't normally include falsehoods. Okay, that's nice. They don't include falsehoods. That's good to know. He says, with some exceptions. And the site said it's committed to truthful, accurate, and ethical reporting. All right. So the author admits that the Daily Wire doesn't normally include falsehoods. But listen to this. He talks about this guy Settle. He says, but as Settle explains, by only covering specific stories that bolster the conservative agenda, such as negative reports about socialist countries and polarizing ones about race and sexuality issues, and only including certain facts readers still come away from the daily wires content with the impression that Republican politicians can do little wrong and cancel culture is among the nation's greatest threats. This is stunning. You expect us to post your liberal propaganda lies like the collusion hoax, the PP hoax, the lamb league theories, a conspiracy theory. You want us to post that. And if we don't, you threaten and imply that we should be banned with your white house power brokers because you don't like the opinion or the fact Miles Park really wrote that. How, is this guy, how does this guy still have a job? So, of course, you can't have a collapsing third world republic without corrupting their elections process first. No better way to speed the collapse than telling people your vote doesn't matter because it's not who votes, it's who counts the votes, right? <laughs> what the hell is going on in Arizona? Here is a forensic auditor in Arizona and a state senator in a back and forth about information prior to February, February of this year. Remember, obviously, the election was in November of 2020. Well, they can't seem to access information prior to February on these Arizona routers that were involved in the election. Check this out. So there's 37,000 queries, yes. and they were done on this one day. And the reason we need the Splunk logs is because those 37,000 queries churned the the data so that you can only look back to February 5th, or what was the date? Uh, February 5th. February 5th. That is correct. And obviously, we need to go back to the election. Right. (laughs) We need to be looking at the election day, prior to the election day, looking at access. So we don't have that, what we were given, we don't have that, um, that window, which is the critical window we need to look at. That is correct. Okay. So prior to February 5th, the information we would need to determine what happened, in that election, much of that data that they're looking at is gone. Why would it be gone? Is there an innocent explanation for that? It could be. Why is that data missing? This is a serious question. Requires an answer now. Because corrupt elections, again, are the hallmark of collapsing third world regimes. You rarely, if ever, see third world collapsing societies that have free and fair elections. Rarely. Six. The corruption of academia, academics, and the intelligentsia, dreaded air quotes, become useful idiots. Read the first circle by Solzhenitsyn. You'll see what I'm talking about how they corrupt science and academics, make them useful idiots. That's happening now. There was a JAMA study out there we had highlighted. It's in my newsletter. If you're part of my newsletter, you've seen it a thousand times, which suggested your kids in masks, if for just three minutes of mask wearing, produced excess carbon, uh, carbon dioxide in the inhalation process, which can be dangerous. Want to hear what happened with the study? Check out this Just the News story by Greg Piper. JAMA's retraction of the paper, finding masks harm children, was political, the author says. So the author of the study, showing that masks could produce this side effect for your, your child, hypercapnia, his name was Harold Wallach. So he was interviewed when his study was retracted, and he told them at Just the News that the editors of JAMA and JAMA Pediatrics did not tell him how he failed to provide, in the words of the retraction notice, sufficiently convincing evidence in response to criticism of the study. Wallach said, I'd actually like to see how these conclusions were reached. The key phrase in the retraction of the study's notice was potential public health implications. Wallach said the retraction was political because some people did not like our data. Like I said, folks, one of the hallmarks of a collapsing society, collapsing into authoritarian madness is a corruption of elites, academics and science right in front of your eyes. It doesn't become science. It becomes propaganda. Wallach suggesting his study was taken down not because they didn't like the science, but because they didn't like the message. What do we have to do? Seven ideological subversion. Truth isn't truth. Everything becomes subjected to propaganda. You start to question what's real anymore. What's critical race theory's role in that? I've explained this to you. I've said it repeatedly. And some of you, it may have went over your head because there's just a lot going on. But I've said repeatedly, critical race theory wants you to wipe clean any notice of objectivity in your life, an objective standard. And they want you to question everything you believe. So you start to say, whoa, is freedom really a good thing? Is five plus five equal five? Is a boy really a boy or is a boy a girl? Why do you think they wipe clean any notion of standard objective fact? Because they want you to question everything so they can reconstruct the society they want you to believe is true, not the true society you believe you've been granted by God. Eight, finally, the loss of freedoms, God-given rights, and in this case, constitutional protections in the United States of America. There's an interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal. Don't be confused by the headline. I put it up just so you know where to find it. There's an article by James Freeman. It's called "How to Run as a Democrat in 2022." Scrap the title, but I just again, I just want you to know where to find it. It's kind of like a kind of mishmash piece. He talks about this commentator at the end who talks about how we've given up entirely on freedom. COVID killed the Constitution. The Constitution is dead. Here from the journal piece, this commentator said it. And man, is this re- was as well said. He said the response to these constitutional infringements was anemic given the scope of the restrictions, the COVID restrictions. The government barred many of us from visiting family, mourning the dead, educating our children, traveling, socializing in public or private, politicking, dancing, enforcing private property contracts, praying together, performing, running our business, or earning a livelihood. The constitution was mostly, it seemed, irrelevant. The result was not inevitable. The Constitution was designed to protect a broad range of widely understood liberties. Some are singled out in the Constitution, others are not. But the generations of the founding and the post-Civil War second founding had little difficulty identifying them, nor should we. I'm still an optimist there'll be a renaissance of liberty in this country. When is it going to happen? I don't know. But you're the leaders we've been waiting for. Don't wait for someone else to do it. The Dan Bongino Show. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to The Dan Bongino Show, wherever you get your podcasts.